0: So, guys, uh, I'm your host, Texan Whale, John Nisgota, the uh, CEO at BRB. We also have the BRB core team on the line with us today. We've got Michael Suknam. We also have Bronze, AKA Clint Aneron. And uh, we wanted to bring everyone in the space together to just kind of talk about what's going on in the crypto markets, NFTs, Web3. Really, what whatever we want to talk about. If we had some folks uh, coming on line and want to talk about the project as well, of course we're we're open to that. Um, so, just understand that everything that we say here today is uh, not for educational. It's more for entertainment. Of course, we want to do a little bit of both, but this is this is entertainment purposes only. None of what we're saying here is financial advice. But uh, so, guys, I know that uh, we had a lot going on with the market over the past few weeks, uh, basically since the beginning of November. And, you know, I feel like it started all off with FTX. But if you really go back to June or so, and really maybe even started back then with Luna. But um, for those of you not aware, unless you've been living under a, a rock the topic of FTX um, has basically been consuming the entire crypto space, and you know, the it's basically just been a gigantic S-show, downfall of Sam Bankman Freed, and uh, the chaos continues, right? It's impacting the markets across the board. There's red everywhere.
1: Yes, did, did did you hear John real quick? Um, that Amazon is buying uh, like eight, eight episodes to make a documentary or a sh- uh, show about this. Really? Yeah. I haven't. Um, I mean, and the Russo brothers are going to be directing it, supposedly.
2: Oh wow, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good because honestly, I I feel like I need that to kind of help. <laughs> for
1: me to understand what's going on how it kind of led up to where it is now yeah, that's, yeah. Cool. That, that's mind-blowing i just can't believe it. like amazon just jumped on it i mean it seems it's happening all so fast and yeah the russo brothers i'm like you know i, I hear the the avengers theme music in my head when, <laughs> when i first read that so yeah it's gonna be crazy unbelievable
2: I think- I think just having the Russo brothers name associated with it is going to
1: bring more eyes to the community as well. Yes. Speaking of that, my wife um, yesterday started watching uh, YouTube about like the whole FTX shambles. And, you know, she's not in crypto. Right. So that just kind of like, oh, wow, it's really getting to be mainstream and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, is like, okay, you know, they, the, the saying goes, uh, good or bad publicity is is publicity. Yeah. And but I, I don't know if that's, if that's, if that kind of applies to, to this situation, right? Does it scare the, the normies, you know, into investing in crypto? Is this going to set it back? Or is it, we're just going to keep on going? Yeah. You know, th- th- those type things. Yeah, I think you got a good point. I mean, I feel like, and
0: you you talk about your wife, my mother, who is you know damn near eighty years old. uh, She knows well now two things, right? She knows Bitcoin and FTX, and (laughs) and she doesn't know anything about Bitcoin. Doesn't quite understand it, right? It's digital what money, but it's not the dollar. Okay, so it escapes her, right? Now she knows FTX, and. The uh, the the fifteen billion dollar failure, and how we have Voyager going out, and and now a Chinese company, Binance, coming in to kind of help out with everything to get its – I mean, you say is you know all news um, regardless is it good publicity or bad? Uh, and you know, there's no such thing as bad. I wonder if this is more of the bad. Um, and scaring more folks away from it,
1: right? It, I really don't. I really don't think it. It there might be a little bit of setbacks, but I think we're. This is the future. That we're we're pushing forward. I, I remember back in the days uh, with Bitcoin and the Mount Gox, and th- that was kind of like the main reason why I didn't jump into crypto around 2010. I mean, I I did a little bit. But not all the way in because I was kind of seeing. I wanted to do like a sit and wait to see how all things played out, and this uh, the exchange, Mount Gox, that went down. But here we are. We're, we're still we're we're still pushing forward. Like those type of bumps in the roads, uh, it it doesn't really stop the the momentum, you know. And right now we're in the bear market, but I'm, I'm bullish in in the bear market actually. So.
0: Yeah. yeah I think you bring up a good point Clint, uh, Clinton you know Mount Gox. It was one of those situations where Bitcoin went nearly down to zero, went to zero and everyone thought that at that point that Bitcoin was dead. Now if you take a look, there's even websites you know where they're counting the times that someone has said Bitcoin is is dead, the crypto market is dead and um, I think right now we're in the consolidation period. You're right. We are going to survive this. Um, This isn't the worst of it. Uh, We've seen worse days. Most either weren't in at that time. Um, So it's difficult for them to understand. This is big, though. FTX is huge. Um,
1: But we can get through this. So, Most definitely. um, This this is how I look at it during the the bear market is – we're starting from the ground. We're starting from scratch. It's kind of like, um, say like you know i'm I'm into sports uh, like NFL. Uh, I'll, I'll use the, the New York Jets, your New York Jets, John, for an example. Uh, they're a rebuilding team. Uh, they they're not good right now, but they got some players. They had some high draft picks. They got a, a, a pretty good head coach. Their defense is pretty decent. Uh, The quarterback is not so good. Um, I heard he's being benched this Sunday, but uh, they're they're trending up, you know, and it's uh, another analogy I like to use is uh, like RPG. I know Mike, uh, I think you're into like RPG games is when you're building a a character from, you know, from ground up, you know, is he's, he's gaining XP. He's, he's, he's becoming more powerful. You know, you just got to grind, grind it out in, in the game and you know, once you you certain reach to a certain level you're going to reap the rewards and that's where we're at right now the, the whole space is especially with with our project brb um we're, we're, we're trending up it, it's a great time to start off a project if you ask me yeah,
2: yeah that's that's good clint and uh i appreciate the rpg analogy I can also follow the NFL analogy too, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, with a name like Texan, well, thank you for letting everyone know that I'm a Jets fan, <laughs> you know, I, uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, that's my cross to bear. And, uh, you know, uh, but you know, I think that overall, I think FTX is a big deal. I think that it is bad news for the, uh, for the community, Like all the normies that are taking a look from the outside in is seeing nothing but chaos. And the chaos seems to happen frequently enough. But when you take a look at U.S. banks and that, the traditional banking system, and then all of the chaos that takes place in that arena. It's you're talking apples and oranges, uh, and on a much grander scale, right? Taking out its entire economies, um, we're not there. And and while FTX is huge, the traditional banking systems, uh, they have a lot, uh, a lot more going on, and a lot more focus needs to be put on that, and emphasis needs to be put on that than the crypto space and FTX,
1: right? So, what do you think, John? Mike, what do you think? I hear these crazy uh, conspiracy theories, right? Like they're saying, you know, Sam was, uh, you know, in with the government to kind of like take take crypto down. Uh, do you do you believe some of that?
2: No, well, me, me personally, um, I I don't. I I just think that it was. Bad management from top down,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, I feel like you're there. There's something to be said about the involvement with the U.S. government, right? And some of the some of the ways that he got his funding, there's a lot of question marks that need to have answers to. But I agree with Mike. I, I think it is mismanagement overall, and yeah. um, you have you're going to have these bad actors in every space, Sam included. So, you know, and, you know, kind of speaking about bad actors, right, the the whole uh, CZ um, play on this, I think, is something that needs to be focused in on as well, right? And, you know, as the chaos behind the failed FTX continues, Binance is now swooping in and producing this $1 billion fund, and it could b- balloon up to about $2 billion is what they're saying. You know what I what I find interesting about the whole thing is that, and it's not really heavily being covered, is the fact that they could use those funds. Binance specifically can use those funds to purchase FTX assets. You know, and on top of it, the timing as well for uh, this whole FTX, to purchase Voyager. Well, guess now who is bidding on it? It's Binance, and. Ooh. Is that, know, this, this
1: is that what they're saying? Like up, might, this is that this what wow. they're saying? Like finance is
0: pure facts, right? This is, you know, you, you know, so they are bidding on Voyager, along with a few others. And, um, you know, the question is, is, is Binance the savior here or are they the villain? And, you know, when you take a look at it, this, this onslaught started back on November the 6th when CZ announced that uh, substantial holdings of FTX is going to be released and that's 15 minutes later they started the sell off and, right. and the sell off continued
1: yeah. so yeah that's scary yeah i don't that the villain or hero thing yeah, that's my opinion that you know having one person or whatever entity having a lot of power or you know, most of the power it's 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 kind of not good i mean I'm, I'm feeling the the palpatine vibes uh, from cz um <laughs> really it, it's just it control it, yeah there's a lot of bad uh scenarios that i i can only imagine uh if cz would binance would buy out all say like celsius or Vo- voyager and ftx yeah, that's well no yeah, that's Clint, we, don't, we wouldn't want that. I wouldn't Yeah, agree.
2: so Clinton let me ask you, I think I I'll call it Netflix versus blockbuster, right? <laughs> like it's it's just changing of technology. Now both of these works changes, but I feel like it's just like the bigger company flexing upon someone else. True. Right? So then publicly announcing, hey, I'm gonna be releasing a lot of your your currency. Well, then, all right. Well, then I'm tanking the market, and that's pretty much intentional. Has stuff like that happened before between other exchanges or other entities within crypto? I'm, I'm imagining the answer is yes.
0: Sure. Yeah, the answer is yes. And um, for anyone that's coming to go and also in the space, uh, in the. Uh, podcast right now. If you did have any questions, if you wanted to talk, you're free to just raise your hand and join us. But um, we, uh, I, I, it definitely has happened. I think the concern here, though, Michael, is that if there was, if FTX had some concerns uh, or ties with the U.S. government mm-hmm. and Binance, well, is a Chinese company, and mm-hmm. really there is no ownership at the individual level. Most of the I mean it's mostly owned just by the government. That's just how it works. And if FTX took out Luna and this was just retaliation, I think I I would wonder who has it's not necessarily companies that are fighting here or is it at the is it at the government level? And mm-hmm. I think that's how how deep does the conspiracy go here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's so, scary.
2: That's interesting. Yeah, that no. Think of it. I guess as like economic warfare.
1: That's
0: right. Hmm. Yeah. Sure. And if you have a call it five percent of the population investing in the crypto market, and you have these traditional banking uh, companies that do not want a transfer of wealth, the best way to do it is to get your minions, aka. The government, because everyone knows who's paying their checks to do the dirty work. Um, but again, how deep down the rabbit hole do we want to go on this?
1: Yeah, that's what I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, I was like thinking, well, yeah. I mean, because I'm hearing with with Sam, I heard he had ties with a certain party in in the U.S. and donating and oh, uh, yeah. So that's. Yeah, those those interests, those self interest things going on. Um, I, mean, I wouldn't doubt it. But now, that's the question is: the government, like, are they on board with with crypto? Like, I'm kind of like going back and forth, like, yes and, and no. Like, you know, you know, they still want to have that that le- legacy uh, mentality. But at the same time, I'm thinking, you know, they they want to push forward. You would think they would want to push forward. Oh, but yeah, that is rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um ledger is traceable. It is the most traceable. You're able to take a look at one transaction and follow it from wallet to wallet to wallet to where it currently resides. And if you can tie that to an individual, there is no reason why you would not want this to be in the government's hands the government wants this to happen there's no doubt in my mind you know when they they started serializing dollars it was so they could trace them in part right right count them and trace them and and
1: blockchain does it natively that's true there's no counterfeit that's right yeah it is traceable and you so know no, people are getting so good people I'm sorry, John people are getting good. Uh, I know people like in like the other communities I'm in they're you know they're all checking out other people's wallets and I mean i I do it for, you know, I'm not like hardcore about it. I, it's I don't know if i'm I'm being lazy or it's just like TdLR type thing, but yeah, there's people out there that kind of knows other people's wallets, like in and out, especially, I mean, if you have multiple wallets, I mean, people are still going to find out what your activities are. I mean, it's good and it's kind of bad, but I guess it would be more good. Well, right. And I mean, even in our
0: space, right. Uh, where in, in our real life jobs, IRLs, right. We know from a security standpoint that it doesn't necessarily take genius methods to identify certain ways to bypass the system and some of the low level stuff that we see on a daily basis in our current roles is you come in uh, into a facility into a building and you have you know you say you're with AT&T and you gain access to certain areas uh, or you steal paperwork that is just laying on the counter and, you know, not being protected. It's, it's these low level ways that expose us. And when you see these folks in telegram and in these other chat uh, spaces, you know, like discord, when people are saying, don't talk about your wallets, they mean it because people are looking for that. That's that low level way to start to dig. Well, I got your wallet. I know a little bit about you. Where are you from? Ohio, right? right? Oh, I'm from Ohio too. Whereabouts? (laughs) And, you know, it's, it's, it's these, these ways to start to dig. So we got to be mindful of that. And I I know that's in our telegram group. And um, I know that we're working on a discord right now. We got to be careful of all that, but that's a good way to kind of parlay it into kind of web three, and where we are, because if, if you take a look at where the um, space is and how everything is supposed to be decentralized, it's really not. It's, it's very heavily centralized. Uh, there are very few things that are decentralized. And when you take a look at those few things that are completely decentralized with no layer on top, the the look and feel is is not what most are used to and um, when you take a look specifically at well, what can I do with it and then it can, kind of gets into well I can exchange it you could exchange it for another crypto or I can buy an nft you know the the component of having that layer on top is is critical and I feel like that it, you know when you I was listening to a professor over the weekend, uh, last weekend, and he was talking specifically about how Web3 is designed to be decentralized. And then when you take a look at this guy's background, he's very heavily into programming, and, um, and I wonder if it escapes most that, in my opinion, I feel like Web3 is a marriage between Web2 and web three, web three, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that next step. How do you get that 95% to get engaged?
1: Right? Well, okay. Um, do, do you think we would do you think like web two, web three is a starting point, and then it'll be eventually wet all web three? Or that, I think you don't think it's ever going to be like what we think what it is now. I, th- I don't you know? think so
0: and and maybe, maybe within certain areas of the world but certainly not here in the US and, and here's why. My opinion is that if they're already trying to identify if you're making money by having you have to submit to your taxes they're going to know your wallet address by de facto and they're going to want to be able to trace it. So if it comes down to being completely decentralized, there is no way for transactions to go unmonitored and that's how it is right now. right, right? Uh, There's no way that the government of uh, at least in the United States and, and I could imagine the same for the G6 would allow something like that to happen to go completely decentralized. So what they do is you create this layer on top and you have this centralized layer. On top of the decentralized and the decentralized, call it Ethereum or Polygon um, or, you know, some other blockchain that you're layering on top of, which will allow users to kind of interact with something that looks familiar, feels familiar, not as clunky, easy to use, right? On top of the blockchain layer. Right. Right. Uh, Clint, uh, to, your quest, to your question, I don't know that we're ever going to move to a completely decentralized unless they find a way to monitor it.
1: Right. That That's true. I think if for this, uh, for us to move forward, yeah, it, it can't, it has to be Web 2, Web 3 type. I And I don't know what would we call that. Would we call that like a hybrid, hi, hybrid web? <laughs> Uh, but it does make a lot of sense. It's it's true, um, and like with, with all these scammers, people getting away. I mean, people are still getting away with things, and I know the government will try to find a way how how to minimize these scammers. But the thing is, there's there's scammers going on right now that's not even on Web three. Um, but if you you're in that realm, you you will have to need. You have to be really careful. You know, there, there's people that that I know that doesn't have a, a hardware wallet and I'm planning to get them uh, hardware wallets for Christmas because it's it's, the, it's still the Wild West right now. Yeah. Well,
0: and, you know, I'll, I'll open up to Mike, right? To me. So, Mike, we're talking about the next iteration of what crypto looks like and, you know... Um, being in this current state, is it something that you even feel comfortable using? I mean, no. I feel I, I feel like I get heartburn every time I transfer something.
2: Yeah, the the answer would be no. I, I am not comfortable using, right, which is kind of the appeal behind uh, the VRB platform and, and uh, interface. But, I mean, we, we were talking about this a while ago, right? We were talking about Tesla, and they tout on their cars being call it more autonomous than most. Um, you and I have carpooled together for work a couple times a month and you're right 99% of the time I am driving because I don't feel comfortable with the call it cruise control that the car uses that's I use it in stop and go traffic because I, I just don't trust it and that's the way that I equate crypto right now. I, one, it's it's too it's too complicated, too cumbersome for me, and two, there's that security
0: factor as well. Yeah, you know, and and I agree. I feel like that's that's where that's where the ninety five percent comes into play. They, that, that's mm-hmm. how they view it, right? And um, and I can understand it. Uh, Clip made a good point just a few minutes ago about you know all the scams that are going on and. You know, we were talking about how government interaction is kind of necessary to monitor, but I feel like an example would be when you take a look at going back to say nine eleven, right? When something like that happened and it was a tragedy and the all of the people kind of voiced up and said, Listen, we need some to protect us. And they came up with Homeland Security. Now you have the crypto space right now where all these people are saying, "Listen, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. I'm getting scammed, and I'm not able to to be protected in any way." Whereas, if I invest in stocks, there's there's some level of protection. I put my money into a bank; it's FDIC insured, mm-hmm. right? And it's all government backed. With crypto space, you lose your money; you're out. I feel like if we get enough people, an example like this with FTX, with Luna screaming, saying, I lost my life savings. We need to have government regulation. It's going to come.
2: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it it, it just makes, makes sense. It's just we're in the infancy, and I, I think that, if anything, this may be the spark that kind of ignites that momentum moving forward for intervention. But um, well, let me ask you this this question: How how do you think this will work internationally? Right, just like with stocks, we have SDC here, but every country has their own version of it. But are the core values? Do you think the core values will be the same across the board?
0: Well, I think uh, I think overall, uh, you know, if you're asking me directly, Mike, I'll I'll leave it up to to Clint to respond as well. But I feel like we've talked about this in the past. Well, how does Visa uh, make transactions happen, and that's international, right? Mm -hmm. It's the system itself. And if we identify a centralized blockchain for the world, call it Ethereum, everyone knows kind of how I feel about Ethereum and how I feel like that's the future, I just need to improve upon it. Um, But I think that you have to have that network that's available. Right? And when you have a network that's available, it cannot be something like Binance, which is controlled essentially by a government entity. We need to have something that's outside of the government control, something like Ethereum, which is kind of run through a foundation through many different members uh, in many different countries Where versus having something that is say, government owned or ran. Cliff, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean there's um what what do they say the unbanked there there's so many millions of people that doesn't have a bank account in uh third world countries. Um pretty much they but they have phones and you have say like a, a merchant uh you know uh selling food in the morning. Nope. Now if this becomes the, the norm, the advantage of OK, they don't have a bank account, but they have uh, they can accept crypto and they can accept fiat, you know, through through their the phone transactions. that That's a game changer. And with our project BRB, you know, it has that that leverage where, where users, people somewhere in India or, or in the Philippines, you know, buying bread or, or food, uh, wh- whatever necessity. They all got phones, really. I mean, my my cousin in the Philippines, deep in the jungle. I mean, he he has a phone. He's he's streaming uh, wrestling or whatever. So that that is a game changer. It 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 has to come. I mean, with the technology, like using smart contracts, it and like what you're saying, the ledger. It, this it's the next best thing and but yeah definitely there's going to be bumps in the road but i know it's going to get all um smoothed out uh, eventually you know we're, we're just you know we're just still into infancy like you said mike yeah
0: yeah and uh, for anyone who is joining us if you guys have any questions you want to join in on the conversation just raise your hand we'll bring you up but um i'm not surprised hearing that from you Clint. i know that your roots go back to xrp and When you take a look at that, and and the first thought that came to mind was Western Union and that partnership that they were kind of getting rolling before they were shut down. It makes sense for this to to outreach to all parts of the world, which is why you don't want something that is government-owned, government-regulated. Now, those layers on top, I feel like those layers are going to vary based on where in the world you live. Right? You talked about, well, what does Web3 kind of look like? And when you listen to a lot of these podcasts, when you listen to a lot of these spaces, you go into these chats and you ask that one simple question, what does Web3 look like, you are going to get such a varied response because we don't really have clarity yet. I think we all feel like it should be decentralized. But there's no way that the governments of the world are going to allow that, which is why I feel like it's a. It goes back to that marriage of Web two and Web three. You have to have that centralized component layer on top, right? Which is what we're we're aiming to do with this project. So.
1: Yes, ne- definitely. Um, what, I remember what was that scenario you you, you told me, John about. Um it was on text. It was it was late. Uh, a scenario of a birthday party and like it, how how the name came about, BRB, and oh, forgot yeah. um, to buy a present for their uncle or their yeah, dad. Right, right.
0: Yeah. So those of you online that may not know what... So BRB is really a... We're trying to put together a marketplace, Web3 marketplace, and... We're trying to make it so that it's ease of use for not only the crypto folks, but also the, I'm going to call them the 95%, the normies out there where they can use fiat, they can use crypto, and they can purchase items, right? Physical items, digital items, NFTs, gift cards, et cetera, right? And the the scenario that Clint's talking about was just more of a, it was a spin, it was a marketing Exploits, right? Where, you know, a guy goes into a house, he's, you know, brings his uh, six pack with him, he's at a party, he looks at another guy, and says, Well, what, what, you know, why were, you know, I see the balloons and everything, is it someone's birthday? And the guy looks at him, he goes, Yeah, it's your uncle's. And the guy's like, Okay, be right back. A BRB, right? And he goes outside, does a thing on his phone, gift card goes right away. And that was the kind of vision behind the name, right? BRB. Be right back. Love it. uh, But, you know, speed, efficiency, etc. The thing is, though, it's about ease of use. I feel like it goes back to, well, what is Web3? It's so that that everyone else can use it. You get a crypto guy in there, someone that's used to using, and they have the interface, yeah, they're going to nail it every time. But it's It's everyone else that we're focusing in on that's important to the project as Mm -hmm. well. It's not just the crypto space and the crypto community.
1: Yep. Now, you're talking about, um, do you think with BRB, are we going to take out eventually how we use hardware wallets? There'll be another way to... um, you know, uh, use transactions like instead of wallet in front of our, f- it might be like b- on behind the scenes,
2: because right. that, that's so, what I'm
1: thinking too. That that might be the friction, right? Say like when when I first use a hardware wallet, I didn't really like it, you know. But I'm used to it now. But there was a learning curve, right? Right, and and so that's that's the main
0: thought, right? We have it set up You come in to the marketplace. Now, you may have a, a crypto wallet, and you can leverage that and integrate it into your account. But you're still going to receive a wallet on the back end. You're not even going to know that wallet exists. And the thought is to make it look and feel like Web2, but leverage the blockchain at the bottom. Right. So you have that, that Web3 layer underneath the Web2. And that's exactly what normies need that's exactly what the 95 percent need yes right they don't it's too cumbersome it's way too many clicks to achieve one thing and if you click the wrong thing or you send to the wrong wallet you're out of luck Mm -hmm. yeah so you know uh and and
1: I'm gonna go it' it's just like it uh, real real quick it like when you say you know when I do a transfer the first time I always have to do a test run where I'm afraid that I might send it to the wrong wallet you know so I like I put a little bit of um, amount in and say, so, okay okay went through and that's that's the right address that I'm sending to okay let me send the rest of of um, the funds yeah it's like you said it gets cumbersome yeah. I mean, but on top
0: of it, it's it's downright scary, right? I mean, again, I need to be – I can't be doing it on a Friday night with a few beers in me. I need to – <laughs> as opposed to go into an ATM, I could do that all night long. But I do it on crypto, and I have to be extremely careful. And God forbid I do the, I send it to the wrong address or send it to an unknown address, et cetera. Now, there's a lot of built-in mechanisms that kind of are now preventing that from allowing it to go through. I can't send ETH to a BTC or whatever. Um, But, you know, I think there's that, that additional complexity that we just eliminate. And when you take a look at it, we wouldn't be the first. We wouldn't be the first because there are companies that are already doing it. And it was an epiphany that I had over this week of talking with Professor X and... He said, you know, he goes, well, when you, when you think about it, you know, you're, what you're proposing is leveraging existing technology in a different space. Mm-hmm. And I paused for a second, and I said, okay, well, I said, can you give me an example? He goes, well, all right. When you take a look at Coinbase, and you take a look at Robinhood, how do you think they're taking fiat – And transferring it and converting it to crypto. Yeah. They're implementing a wallet assigned to a user account and they're allowing that to go into the wallet through their system and out to go ahead and use it as an exchange. Now, why are they good at what they do? They're good at what they do, and there's been no there's been reasons for no breaches on Coinbase because they're hyper focused on the exchange. Right. Right. We, we are obviously going to be hyper-focused on the marketplace. That is going to be where we are going to shine, but we can leverage that type of mentality, that type of method and implement it to this type of space.
1: Yep. And that's what I'm excited about. Just like when I said earlier, we're at the ground floor, or even beneath the ground floor. We're like a little seed. And eventually, that seed is going to grow into a little plant that's going to poke out through the soil, and that's what that little plant is going to become—a tree. Eventually, that's that's how I see it.
0: Well. being in crypto winter the way it is, yeah, maybe maybe uh, may a while before that uh, seed starts to sprout. But uh, I feel like there's a little bit of way to go. We we do have a solid game plan to implement. It's just a matter of moving forward with it all. So,
1: executing. Most definitely.
0: Um, you know, we, um, you know, we talked about with, uh, with, with Web3, and for those in the States that are listening to this, it's it's currently Black Friday. And for those of you who don't live in the States or, or live in a country where you do not have a Black Friday, essentially a day in which there are deep sales and deep discounts on um, all sorts of products right and next year for us at this time it's going to be huge because at that point we'll be live and we'll be focusing in on black friday as well but you know what came up was the whole nfts and the nft communities and with black friday here when you take a look at a lot of the nft communities there's a lot of sales going on and you know with with brb marketplace we're obviously looking to integrate a lot of those sales uh, or NFT communities into it. And with the marketplace in mind, again, it is going to be centralized. So we are going to have that layer of KYC that's necessary for these groups to get in if they wanted to. But feel like NFTs are not going away. They're, they're, they are here and there's value to them. So we're going to go ahead and make sure we leverage that in the market space as well.
1: Yeah, it's. I'm imagining if if I have my own NFT project and I can leverage it, having my own website, selling my own NFTs, have my own marketplace, um, without going out to a third party, it could be just leveraging with with BRB, BRB. That, That. I would, I would love to do that. I, I can see how other, you know, projects, because there's a lot, because we got to think about it. Um, with this NFT run the past couple of years, a lot of them were independent, like artists. Um, you know, all they knew how to do was was to design the, the art itself. And, you know, from the rest of the part, they, they needed to partner up with someone else or they would design it and then upload it over to uh, something like OpenSea or um, Magic Eden but now they can they can have it on their their own website their own project they it can just be their their own marketplace or they can just even use both they can they can have OpenSea they can have on their own marketplace just like with with certain brands you know they they have their products over on Amazon but they can also sell it you know directly from From their site and that's that's where i can that's where i see this happening yeah and there is that there's that
0: place for that right in in our in our marketplace right it gives these groups these communities another area to kind of get out there get their name out there so what we're trying to do right now is actually try to connect with a lot of communities to see who who wants to get in early uh, this way, it's it's a way for us to get the uh, name out there even more, get more community and involved. We talked about it being a, a space right now, Crypto Winter, where there's this consolidation period. Everyone that is, remains in this space right now, uh, it's they are the ones with the diamond hands. Those are the ones, these are the folks that have uh, that are being those laser eyes, the, the ones that are being hardened, right? And these are the same individuals that are going to be the ones that are making it big on the next bull run. Yes. So,
1: yeah, there's there's um, there's a couple of like uh, NFT projects that I've been looking at, and they're they're on the Solana chain, and you know Solana with, with the whole FTX thing, you know the price of Solana is dramatically gone down, but I mean, it's still kind of holding up. Um, you know, it was $200, you know, last year, now it's down to 12 bucks. And then there's this uh, blue, blue chip NFTs called D gods and they have a strong community and it's, it's still holding up. I think, I'm not sure how many NFTs they have. Um, I want to say between like 6k to 10, but uh, you know, the average is still, around uh 3,300 in dollars um you know per nft and i was just kind of like waiting you know like the price went down but then you see the floor like on the marketplace uh you, you know they they bumped up the price and you know they're holding it i guess they're kind of keeping it relevant um whatever the price is of solana is it's you know it's around the, the the floor price is around, yeah, $3,300. You know, like, darn it. I, yeah. I'm waiting for it to go down. <laughs> I can try to get, you know, yeah, because it's, it's a pretty uh pretty solid blue chip NFT project. Well, you know, I mean, uh, the death of Superman, right? So I'm old enough to remember
0: that. It was a you know, comic book in the 90s, and everyone – was going out to get it, and it was like seven bucks or whatever, eight bucks. But everyone had to have it, and they had to have multiple copies of it, right? And it, there was like millions upon millions. You try to get it now, yeah, you can get it all day long, and it's it's you know, it's a fraction of the price, regardless of the age. Um, right. Now, I, I, I don't want to spin it too often because I don't feel like when you have something that that has rarity to it, like a lot of these NFTs, there's value. Right. And there's there's going to be that continued value in the NFTs, which is why we feel like it's important to include it in this this market space. Um, when you take a look at some of the uh, the competitors, right, uh, and we talk, take talk about OpenSea, right, their their value, or at least their value two months ago, was was thirty three billion, right, and they offer. They offer NFTs, right? I mean, that's their thing. They're hyper-focused on NFTs. You take a look at a company called Royal IO out here in Texas. It's out of Austin. It's valued at $100 million, right? And their spin on it is music, Mm -hmm. right? You can either own a fraction of it or a copy of it. It is your own NFT and we see this next iteration of NFTs, not just being these images or an animated GIF. Right now, we're starting to see it as music. We're going to start seeing it as movies, clips. You own a portion of it, right? Um, you have you have utilities coming online, where we're even going to leverage it in our space. Whereas the the membership. Is an NFT, but it has that utility built in and that timestamp, so that it, it it actually expires. You hold on to the NFT, but the value is 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 different because the utility is not there. But maybe it's their year or some of those lines, right? And as we progress with NFTs, we're going to see more and more of that um, valuation and that complexity of the entire space change. So. Point is though when you take a look at the markets overall, even if we capture a fraction of what, even just a, a tiny percentage of what OpenSea is getting or Royal IO,
1: I mean we're we see the value and that's why we're going to leverage in the marketplace. Yeah, definitely. I I hear there's some initiative where if you buy someone's music, stay you know a part of it. Um, it it's and in the NFTs and I own a part of that mu- a percentage of that music and I, I get a, a certain percentage of the royalties that's that's a game changer right there well yeah the, the NFTs that we see now is going to be completely different by next year I, the, the next couple years it's, it's yeah it's, it's just bananas it's they're going to find utilities that we haven't thought of uh, at this point yeah, and
0: it's pretty exciting. I, I agree. I agree. And I feel like again that goes back to the 95%, right? The normie is the 95% that we're trying to capture. They don't even know they've heard of NFTs and maybe they're they're kind of curious. They don't really know how to obtain one, the complexity behind it, right? And that in part is what we're trying to achieve. Let's get it to the 95. Let's get it to 95% is maybe interested in it. How do I get it? Well, you can use the U S dollar. You can use your visa card. Now I know that you could I believe you could use your visa on open but there is, there is a lot of companies right now. I don't know if any of you felt this. If you try to use a credit card, the there's difficulty sometimes on using it. It stops you. It blocks you. You start wow. getting calls. Did you make this purchase? Is this you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. I get that all, and well, all, not all the time, but yeah, often, often enough. Often
0: enough, right? So how do we get it to 95%? We give them a place that feels comfortable, that looks like Web 2, but has that Web 3 functionality on the back end. So, I that, and that's my vision of Web 3. I don't feel like Web 3 is completely decentralized. Again, I just don't see the governments of the world saying that Go ahead. Fine. Let it be decentralized. We don't care about your taxes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they're gonna get their tax one way or another. You're gonna find a way. So definitely.
0: But yeah. if anyone on the line has any any and wants to join the conversation, just raise your hand. We'll bring you in. Uh, we're kind of just talking about what's going on with with FTX, where where Web three is is headed. Uh, what that looks like, and and what uh, what our project brings to, to the table. This is not an official AMA. We're just kind of just talking about everything that's going on in space, just to create a little bit of conversation. And again, this is not financial advice. We're just here for education purposes. So, um,
1: we're almost at that t- uh, that mark that hour mark, John. John. Well, yeah, but you know, I,
0: I, I, there's so much to talk about though. Right. And, and we also want to give anyone, you know, on the line an opportunity to ask questions as well. I feel like we've been jabbering along. We
2: got one. Yeah, we got one request. I'm going to go ahead and unmute you, Rico. So just bear with me. Elevate you to speaker.
1: Time is flying,
3: though. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? How's it doing? Thank you for inviting me up. Just came in here to support Texan and see what he's doing. You know, he's uh, been around for a while, and uh, I've been keeping an eye on what you guys have been doing. And, yeah, I just jumped in to hear more information. You know, you guys have some some heavy hitters in here. I see Umar and obviously Texan. I, I don't know the rest, but, you know, pleasure to meet you guys for the first time on Twitter spaces. Um, but just listening in and, and seeing how I can apply, you know, what I'm doing to help you guys out and get a little bit more information.
0: Rico and I mean talk about heavy hitters I mean we appreciate you as well and you're well within the space I mean I've been watching your stuff since day one and uh you know I appreciate you coming up here and and introducing yourself we actually never really had the opportunity to to chat but I'm thankful that you're here today brother um and you know understand if maybe what we could do is create some kind of partnership gets uh maybe do uh some kind of product review, but we'll chat to offline about that.
3: But Thank you for, for coming on up. No, thank you for having me, Texan, and it will be a pleasure to partner up with you guys so, and, and and get you guys the exposure that um, is well deserved, especially yeah, having... Yeah, we're, uh, you know... I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Texan. You might get a little... Might have a little lag. No, no, you're fine. Please run with it. Yeah, I think there is. Yeah, I think there's a small delay. But I was just saying that, yeah, uh, you know, definitely getting the exposure out there. And, man, I appreciate you saying that, you know, watching my videos from the start. I really appreciate the support. And, uh, yeah, definitely we can talk after this and come up with some ideas to get this community. And, um, you know, obviously a great leader like you behind us and get everybody the right exposure that they deserve and, and see what we can do to get the word out there for sure.
0: Let's get her done then Rico. We'll definitely be in touch afterwards here and,
3: and uh, see what we can come up with. Um, but we appreciate your support. Thank you, brother. And I just want to give so. a shout out to Umar. You know, he's a fellow, uh, people people that have been in it since as long as me and you Texan. so i just want to give our our fellow brother umar a shout out and you know it's a pleasure to meet the rest and i'm glad to learn what you guys have on the table and sounded like a pretty interesting conversation already with you know what's going on with web3 and you know i agree you know they're probably not going to turn away and not just say yeah forget about their taxes so you know just when there's always a problem there's always a silver lining so we can find that you know with the right team and right you know, a group of individuals, um, you know, will navigate through this space. And and I believe what you said, you know, those who stick through this right now, um, through these hard times, you know, I was one of those investors that was in cryptocurrency before it hit 19,000 and then it went down to, you know, uh, about $3,000. And, you know, back then it seemed like the same scenario of what's happening right now, just the numbers are a little bit different. Obviously, they're a greater value. And it seems like more is at more at, is at risk and more on the table and whatnot. But I, I feel like it's it resembles that that moment where those who stood or, st- stick around through this hard time, of course, like Texan said, none of this is financial advice. If you can't stick around and you got to split, you know, make sure you guys can always take care of your, yourself and your families. But I, I do believe what Texan said, those who have the opportunity to stick through this moment right now, you um, can make something really happen because these are those hard times. And I've been through them before. Anybody who was, was in, in crypto right before I hit 19,000, we were all very excited. We all made money and then we held to 19,000. And then when we were held underwater for some years, you know, to that Bitcoin having happened again. And I, I think we're at the same stage right now with a lot more opportunity, actually, you know, with now with, you know, Web3 integrations and, and NFTs, So it's a different market. And I also believe that these bear markets will, soon shrink more and more because back then we didn't have Twitter spaces you know back then we didn't have um, a striving telegram groups like like we have now and stuff so to have all this social media around it as well and not be left in the dark like I remember you know back in those days where it was a little bit some areas of gray or whatever I can see where these bear markets will you know soon to be you know shorter and shorter and where those who stuck around will definitely you know reap the benefits of it when, it, when the bull market comes back around and those projects as well. Yeah. Yeah. And well said, I feel
0: like, you know, we've, we've, we've heard this many times, especially if you've been in the space, you know, for years, this time's different. Well, you know what, but maybe this time is different, right? We have a lot of government regulation coming in to play. Um, We have the maturity of the space. We're starting to see how NFTs are morphing into something new and different and usable Right? And we're we're starting to see these companies, and I'll give an example as New Egg. New Egg, I felt I, I didn't even realize they were still around, but they're they're still highly valued. Uh, they're they're worth um, actually. Just give me a second. They're worth about uh, almost a billion dollars, eight hundred seventeen million. And what they're they're one of the few companies that I know of that I can identify that sells at that scale. Both physical and non-physical digital
1: products. Um, so I wonder, I wonder how they do it. more of that. I wonder how they do it, competing uh, with the big so box stores. You know, with Best Buy and Amazon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Where is are they in Europe? I don't. They're yeah, not in the states they're anymore. They're in the states. They're in, they? in the states. Absolutely. They're oh yeah,
0: the first, you're right. right? Yeah. But, but when you take a look at when you take a look at New they don't look new, they don't feel new. They feel like I'm looking at a newspaper, for those of you that remember what that looks like, on, on a Sunday afternoon or a Sunday morning. It's, it just feels old. They're adding this new complexity to it, this this evolution of the space to it, but what it, it lacks is just that, that newness to it. And there's still a bit of complexity because you still need to have your wallet and interface using a barcode. I've used it. Um, it's probably as seamless as it's going to get on the surface. Obviously, what we're trying to do is we're trying to to remove almost fiat completely out and have that Web3 blockchain integrated on the back end uh, and then start to transfer fiat into certain liquidity pools, and then out uh, onto the black uh, blockchain. So, Newegg, I feel, is, is on the right path. They're the largest, most mainstream that I know of. Um, I've heard that Google is starting to get involved. I haven't really seen examples of it. I don't know. Have any of you seen any of the Google uh, payment system for crypto?
3: I, I hear talks about it. No, I have not. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, cool. that would be a great step in the right direction, you know. And, and it's inevitable, to be honest with you. You know, the the banking system's a bit outdated. You know, banks closing and on the weekends and during the holidays. I'm pretty sure we all spent money nonstop. So, you know, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. it's definitely That's outdated. Sure. Yeah. I pictured as much. So it, it this is the future,
0: and and this time, this time it may be different. We are going to see this bounce back though. This isn't the first time that we've seen these huge dips, right? So we're going to come back stronger. We're going to come back more fierce. Uh, And basically all that was weak, a lot of those meme coins that recently came out over the past year, year and a half, those are the ones that are going to go away. There's no real value to it. Um, Maybe to some, but uh, you know, the ones that are going to be strong the ones that are going to survive there's there'll be the next generation so it's going to be exciting
1: yeah i I've, I've been battle tested i mean <laughs> when you know when i really started getting into crypto was yeah like really 2017 2018 and then the pandemic happened and i panicked i didn't know what was going on i thought the world was was over you know <laughs> right like it was just crazy. And, you know, I had, I had some Bitcoin, I had some ETH, you know, and instead of like putting it on on the sidelines, I just sold. And, uh, that was my, my biggest regret and my, my most valuable lesson. And now it's just like, anything can happen. I'm not going to be phased. Now I know how to play the game, you know? And, um, you just see it right now, like with, with with these dips, and then when 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 Ukraine, like early February, when there was a dip in the market, you know I was in phase, you know, because I, I I now know how to how to play play the game, and all that. So there there's always a, a an advantage on what what side you're on, whether you know you're on the down market or you're on the top of the market, and um, and eventually people will learn too. I mean, more and more, you know, newcomers are coming in. And, you know, we we just got to help out and uh, educate them as well, kind of do our part, help them feel comfortable uh, with our with our project, BRB um, makes it a lot easier, less cumbersome. And yeah, like as time goes on, things are going to get more vastly improved.
3: For sure, bro. Yeah. The more we 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 learn to weather the storm and, uh, you know, history is a great subject when it comes to the financial institution. You know, sometimes it's not brought up as much, but, you know, history repeats itself. It sometimes it changes its characteristics like money is doing once again. And, um, you know, when you realize that it's just that's exactly what's happening is, is money switching its characteristics and those who weather the storm will, will prevail for sure. And not to say that, you know, we prevail and we leave everybody behind because, you know, I don't think that that's the type of gentleman that we have in this room right now. You know, obviously, we want to bring more people into the space that will help out. But I, I think um, the more people understand what's going on and the more we can educate them along the way, that's why I always try to bring some form of education into the videos instead of just hyping it up because you know just like the word salary you know um the word salary comes from salt you know and people used to get paid in, in salt and you know then it switched to you know gold shillings and then to paper notes and then to you know writing checks and then to credit cards and right now we're at this phase where I don't think everybody's fully aware that the money is changing its its clothes again, you know, it's changing its characteristics. And, and you know, there are some growing pains or teething pains, whatever you want to call them, through these moments of, of changing, you know, the characteristics. But, you know, we're all very early investors and we're learning how to weather the storm together, all of us. You know, even me being in it uh, a little bit before 2017, I'm still learning because, you know, we have new new things that happen you know like you mentioned with the ukraine war and and the things with ftx and stuff you know so we have these cycles that i believe will get shorter and shorter and and i think um we'll continue to grow the more that we keep having spaces like this and like i said i appreciate you guys having this and the more we we can educate one another on, on the topics that we were familiar with um will help this space continue to grow yeah yeah i love it i'm salt i mean because i, I think
0: you're you know, if you've hit the down the head right it's this transition and we we've, we've seen it even even in modern times when it was the transition from the from gold to the greenback as as the as the world changed there was these growing pains and you know this is this is what we're feeling now but the difference the is we're living through it right now and we're That's
3: learning so Yeah, and and, you know, um, what's really nice, too, is like... uh you know, there's that saying, you know, while everybody's digging gold, you know, you're supposed to be selling shovels and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we build these infrastructures like, you know, BRB is doing it and stuff like that, the things around it, you know, not only that the miners make gold, but, you know, the people selling the pickaxes and shovels and stuff like that made a lot of gold. So, or made a lot of money, you know, without even having to mine the gold. So, you know, when we're in this stage right now, building this infrastructure and, you know, like you said, we live in the modern time where, I remember growing up at my mom and dad where checks were the thing, you know, and then, you know, um, then switched to credit cards and those were infrastructures that people were not even, um, let's say participating and there was probably factories that were specifically making only the checks book, the checkbooks and it had nothing to do with banks but they still made money and, and the same goes for those who make credit cards today the, who the factories that make those plastic cards though they're not in the banking industry somewhat they're part of the infrastructure by providing uh, these credit cards for people to use and, and in that sense that creates value in itself so you know the infrastructure is something that we should always pay attention to and, and I think you guys are doing just that. Yeah, that's right. And and that is the
0: goal, right? I feel like everyone can make some some money doing this. Um, it's, it's open to all. And we just want to make sure we keep the bad actors out uh, as best we can, which is in part why we're going more centralized in our mode of thought. Keep it safer. Um, have those that are vetted joining uh, the BRB marketplace and, you know, but, uh, but I agree. I, I think that this is an excellent opportunity for a lot of different companies to really take advantage of. So, Well, guys, we're going to probably wrap this up. We're a little over the hour mark. I mean, but again, if there is anyone that had anything else to say, please come out on the floor. We want to make sure that you guys have an opportunity to do that. Um, we're going to start doing this. Every other week, this is just going to be more of a wrap session. This is not going to be, of course, we're going to we're going to plug our BRB project here and there, right? Um, but this is more about understanding what's going on in the space, making sure everyone is kind of up to speed on on where we are. FTX is huge; it's been consuming us for too long, um, and hopefully, by the next time we do one of these uh, next, not next week, but the following be less and less talk about it we can move on because i feel like we have to we've been the market has been running red for too long uh, but we'll we'll see what happens and um, we encourage everyone to join we're going to go ahead and get this listed on all of our podcasts uh, so and right now if you're not aware we're on 15 different podcasts so if, if you listen to podcasts you most likely have an opportunity to listen to us because we're on that interface so We appreciate everyone coming out uh, today. We'll go ahead and have our AMA next Friday. We'll get some information on that, give uh, more focused topics and talk on where we are on the project. Uh, And then every other week we'll have this uh, podcast listing. So, great. Well, guys, thanks for coming out today. We'll go ahead and wrap this up. And we appreciate you all. Rico, Umar, Michael, everyone else. Bronze, of course. Please thank you for coming out and, and joining us today. Um, we appreciate all of you, and we'll uh, take you from there. Have a great uh, have a great Bye. night, everyone.
3: Thank you. In the next episode. Bye guys. Thank you. Good night. Later.